Generations Church exists to glorify God in our community, to make disciples of Jesus, and to multiply churches so that the next generation is equipped to glorify God better than we do. Hello, this is Mike Larson, pastor of Encounter Christian Church, guest speaking here at Generations Church on their podcast, and this is the Sermon Recap. Well, um, the story of Jonah as it goes uh, really helped me um, believe in the authenticity of the Bible. Uh, I'm not going to give the end of the story away, but I would have never ended this story uh, this way. It is an unbelievable story, and, um, but the truth is it's not my story, it's God's story of a reluctant missionary. Up until this point, the story's been developing pretty well. If you've been listening along, you know that the story begins with God's call for Jonah to go and preach a message of repentance to the people of uh, the great city of Nineveh. And this call just rocks Jonah's faith. Uh, The Ninevites were not Israelites, and worse, they were sworn enemies of the northern Israel people. Uh, Jonah, being from northern Israel, which borders Assyria, uh, he would have had firsthand, he would have experienced firsthand the mayhem caused by these people in Nineveh. And preaching to Ninevites would have been like God asking a New Yorker who experienced the devastating uh, attack on the Twin Towers on 9 11 uh, to go and preach to like Osama bin Laden's Al Qaeda army. That would have been the equivalent. And so Jonah's only experience uh, of these people were wrath and uh, worse, I mean, just mayhem. Uh, on his own people, and so, um, and then, and then Jonah's experience with God—all the only experience he's ever had with God was grace and mercy. So, upon this request, Jonah rebels because, in his mind, there's no city more undeserving of God's grace than the people of Nineveh. Uh, Jonah's faith was rocked, so he disobeys God, and he es- tries to escape the presence of the Lord. Have you ever felt this way? I think uh, that, you know, sometimes people do something to us so horrible or something to your family, and, and you know that the right thing to do is to forgive them, and, uh, but you're like, no way, God, I'm not doing that. And, you know, apparently you don't understand what they've done to me. They don't deserve forgiveness. They only deserve judgment. If this is you, don't feel alone. Jonah felt the same way. Uh, he, he felt the same way, too. Instead of doing what God had told him to do, he rebelled, and he took off in the opposite direction. Shortly after that, God pursues Jonah uh, in, the, uh, in the form of a deadly storm, and uh, Jonah begins to experience the wrath of God because of his disobedience and rebellion. He gets thrown overboard into the Mediterranean Sea where he begins to drown, and it's in the depths of these waters that Jonah begins to understand that he is suffering from the consequences of his sin and rebellion. Then, in a dramatic turn of events, God, in his grace and mercy, sends a great fish to save Jonah from death. And it is in the belly of that great fish where Jonah repents and declares, he says this, he says, But I, with shouts of grateful praise, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will make good. I will say, salvation comes from the Lord. You know, I jokingly say that there was two ways out of that fish, but it's really not a joke. Uh, there is digestion and death, which, which really is, speaks to the judgment of God and the wages of sin. Or there's confession, repentance, and faith <clears throat> that leads to salvation. Jonah uh, chose wisely, and by a miracle of God's grace, he finds himself alive on the beach three days later. Jonah now serves as an emblem of a resurrected life that comes from the gracious gift of God. 
Jonah is a trophy of God's amazing and far-reaching grace. I love that God was willing to go to great lengths to save Jonah from his sin and rebellion. This is really my story. Uh, For years, I was heading down a path of destruction. I spent the first half of the 90s strung out on methamphetamines and doing a lot of crime. And God allowed me to go through those consequences of my sin. And uh, I was arrested for, uh, in 1997. And that was really the belly of, of the fish experience for me. It was in that uh, place where I decided to turn my life around. Uh, some of you have family and friends that are making horrible choices right now. And, and you know they're heading in a, uh, in a bad direction. Maybe you're heading in that direction right now. Maybe you are, are heading headlong in, in an opposite direction that God would have you go. But, but I want you to trust God, that he will meet you right there in that place. That's where God does some of his finest work. If it's your family or your friends, trust that God is able to reach those people right where they are and pray for justice and mercy in their life. Pray for God, the consequences of their sin to manifest so they would reach out for a Savior. God found me in the middle of my sin and my rebellion, and he saved me. And my guess is from one degree to another, that's your story too. The Bible says in Isaiah 53, 6, he says, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us has turned our own way. Nobody's exempt there. We all have turned our own way. And if you're a Christian, at, at, at any, some point in your life, you were, you were going your own direction when God intervened to save you. This leads, me, this leads me to a point that I want to make very loud and very clear. Every Christian serves as an emblem of the resurrected life that comes as a gracious gift from God. And we are all trophies of God's amazing and far-reaching grace. God bless and thanks for tuning in. For more information, visit our website at ginfamily.church. G-E-N family.church. You can also follow our social media accounts at Jin Family Church.